Today, we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but I will start with talking about myself. My name is Jerem, and to start things off for this first episode is going to be about my birth. Imagine it, 2004. I was born. It happened. I'm here. My family lived in a nice suburban area of Utah. Two-story house, supposedly, I am told. Very nice. Lived right next to this beautiful mountain. Four months after I am born, they decide to move to New Mexico. We now live in three-bedroom, one-bath house. I am led to believe it is much smaller than the previous house. If anything, I'm led to believe that I am the cause for this and my family severely hates me. No, but it is a shame. However, I can't complain that much. As you might have guessed, this podcast is going to be about me just speaking about whatever I feel like. And there are a few sections for at least the first episode. I'm going to begin each one with some small story about myself because I think my life is incredibly interesting and you should think that too. And then I will share briefly my favorite song of the day because I like music and I will inflict that upon you. I will then have one or two topics usually related and after I share my thoughts, my research, and my opinions on that, we'll move into uh, a post-show where I can address anything that was sent to me about the previous episode. Uh, obviously, there won't be any post-show today because it's the first one. But uh, yeah, I'll share the contact information and how you can send your feedback to me. Um, the song of today is Sweet Disaster by Dreamers. And just so you know, like sources and a basic outline of what I talk about will be available in the show notes, which I believe appears like right under the info, at least in Spotify. I'm not one who listens to a lot of podcasts, so I actually don't know that much. Uh, today's topics, just to get right into it, are nfts and blockchain because that's what i felt like learning about and as consequently what i feel like learning about is probably what i will research and do my show on and so something that i thought would be fun is before i actually talk about it i'll try and explain each topic in 10 words or less in this case less so nfts are catalysts for advancement funded by the insane. And blockchain is basically what made Bitcoin so great. Uh, so NFTs, it is what I understand to be somewhat of the recent hype for the past year. Someone can correct me on that. I've only started hearing about it in the past few months. 
uh, but also my perception of time is terrible. Uh, investments. NFTs are mainly trying to become the new medium of investment. Uh, comparable to that of real art. Uh, but digitally. And my opinion of why this is a terrible idea is because NFTs are based on the Ethereum blockchain, which we'll get into what a blockchain is later. But the Ethereum is a cryptocurrency, which is an investment. It's not a stable currency. It's not like you buy one Ethereum for $5 and it's worth the exact same in three years. Uh, which is why I think that trying to build the investment of digital art on top of the investment of a cryptocurrency on top of an actual currency, it's just long term. I don't think it's going to pan out how a lot of people want it to. But I do think there are other very good uses for NFTs. And obviously, NFTs are kind of bringing blockchain and other such uh, advancements in digital commerce to the public, which I think is very good. Uh one of the most interesting use cases for NFTs that I've read about is the idea of using them as assets in games and television shows and other platforms. And the reason that if you think about this, imagine, you know, someone just bought like a rock, like they bought a pet rock and they thought it was a great idea because it was an investment, right? Like you pay $6,000 for this picture of a rock and maybe you can sell it later for more because the simple fact that it already so much money has been paid for it. But a better idea would be, oh, I paid $10. I would pay $10 for this unique Fortnite skin that only I can play. And yeah, someone could download the artwork for it uh, just you know, the concept of right clicking, which is a whole nother thing. But I'm the one that gets to play it in the game. And I'm the one that has the rights to play it in the game. So I don't have to worry about lawsuits and stuff like that. And that is something I think has a very big market is the NFT type concept, you know, unique, non fungible tokens inside the niche of game cosmetics. Uh, and not only that, but it introduces the idea that it reinforces the idea that people will pay for something because it looks good or for more reasons than pay to win, which I think is a big problem. So many companies are saying, you know, there's no room to make money unless it's pay to win, you know, buy more in-game currency, buy more uh in-game time stuff like that and i think the concept of nfts is showing that that is not all people care about people care about the aesthetic uh you could buy certain armor in games or like literally anything that makes it look better people will pay for that uh not only 
for the case of games, but I do believe I read about a television show that is based off of NFT tokens and you have to own a certain token just to watch it, uh, which I'm not into that, but some people might be. And the allure of that higher class is what's going to keep making people money in this field. So I've talked a little bit about blockchaining in regards to what NFT is based upon. And I think that is what makes NFT such an ideal medium for this is because to start with, blockchaining is really weird. Like if you just hear the words blockchaining, it means nothing. That's how I had no idea what it meant until four hours ago whenever I started looking stuff up. And what it is, is it is how transactions are recorded. And so whenever this, this was really started off with Bitcoin, nobody thought that cryptocurrency was a viable medium because obviously computers are subject to attacks and hacks and fraud and it would never get off the ground. But cryptocurrency and Bitcoin specifically ran away with this and they said, no, will centralize it around the user. So instead of saying, oh, your transaction will be stored in a database that has an administrator and they're over all of it. Instead, the database is stored on the user's computer. So whoever is part of the transaction, there is a copy of the database attached to everyone in the transaction. And as soon as everyone in the transaction validates the transaction as being like correct, it is now immutable or which is a fancy word that means the record cannot be altered and is completely transparent to everybody in it. So you have in this case, a Bitcoin or an NFT and you know you sell your bitcoin you sell your nft someone else buys it they resell it you know you go down this chain and as you go down the chain previous transactions just become more and more uh verifiable and not prone to attack because the chain does not move backwards and those records cannot be deleted or changed by anybody after they are verified and a copy of each of those is stored on everybody who has been a part of the transaction. So the person who bought it for the fifth time still has a completely transparent record of who bought it for the first time and exactly all the information about that transaction. And so what you have is now a viable source for digital commerce and for digital currency which is why I think that NFTs are a very good medium for selling digital art and not for selling. I mean, you're going to have people who can sell it for millions and thousands of dollars because that's how art works in real life now too. I can throw a red dot on a white background, call it abstract art. And if I'm popular enough, people will pay however much money, which is great for them. And, you know, people can do whatever they want. And I think that opening this up for digital art artists as well is awesome because before you, you we're slowly getting rid of the stigma that buying and selling digital assets is unreliable. Uh, so yeah, those are my ideas for it. 
to quickly touch on the topic of right clicking, you know, you have all these people saying, yes, you own a picture of neon cat, but I can just right click it and download it. And I have the exact same thing. So why'd you just pay $4,000 for that? And the concept is the same here as with anything else you're paying for the right to own it like bragging rights almost but also certain ones like you can post it and you can set it as your profile picture online and you are the one that has the rights to that so yes i could go and right click and download it and set it as my profile picture but in the end uh if the other person cares enough about it first of all they're going to come after me and say you don't own that you know and probably get me force me to take it down through the terms of service of the site i'm on or through some other legal means and then on top of that you might be able to buy actual rights to it like some people have where you know they can make a television show based on an nft they bought which is not the case with all of them. So if you are the type of person who is going out and you're going to buy an NFT, make sure you know what rights come with that on top of just owning it or owning a tokenized version of whatever they sold you as a unique token. Because I bought a lot of Pokemon cards as a kid, right? And yes, those are collectibles, but the fact that I bought a Pokemon card of... Pikachu does not mean that I now have the rights to go and make a uh, game or a television show with Pikachu as the main character. No, I own the card. Uh, and if it was a more valuable card, obviously, I like, there'd be a reason for me owning it and being proud of owning it. But that does not mean that I can then go replicate it or resell it or, or resell copies of it, etc., etc. Which is fine because that's not what it's for you don't buy i don't buy my pokemon cards to then turn around and try and make a profit off of it in some underhanded way or to somehow just like take the creative freedom away from i don't know who made pokemon to be honest but yeah and that's the same thing with like investments, I feel like, is they're taking what people should be allowed to use as just digital art distribution. And they are turning around and they are trying to say, but I want to use this to make money. And so you have two different classes of people where you have one, the sellers, and some of the sellers are just trying to make something that people want to invest in. Uh, but other people are genuinely trying to just sell digital art and for some of them it works in their favor because you have people who just inflate it a ton and make it something other people want to invest in and then you have others where it doesn't even get off the ground because the mindset around NFTs isn't to the point yet where it's just a medium for buying a product. It's a medium for investing right now and that's about all I have on that. So aside from all the technological jargon that just came out of my mouth, um, I will talk about kind of my week. This week, my family 
is going to Albuquerque for, you know, to have fun. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be great. But I work Saturdays and my friend is having like a murder mystery party thing this weekend as well. And so I was like, uh, you know, I can just stay home and get caught up on schoolwork, record this podcast, go to the party, work, and it'll be a jolly good time. But what I have realized is that I am terrible at cooking. I was talking with a friend yesterday and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I got to figure out something to cook. They're like, what have you cooked before? I sat there and I thought, and I went, you know what? That is a good point. I have cooked spaghetti. No, I've not. I've cooked noodles that I put sauce that we already had in the fridge over. I have cooked macaroni and cheese. I have made toast and cereal. I have made guacamole. And I have put potatoes in various forms in or on top of our stove and oven. And that's it. Like, other than that, I help cut stuff for meals. So, I am a pro at like cutting bell peppers and cutting tomatoes. But when it comes down to cooking, I have zero experience. And I am only living with my parents for another five months. And then I'm going to have to figure out how to cook. And, you know, for literally ever, my mom is like, we're going to force you to cook a meal once a week. And you know how many times that has happened? Zero. It just, I'm so busy or they're busy or they like don't want to eat whatever I cook because it'd probably be terrible. And so it hasn't happened. And I don't really want to just eat fast food like my entire adult life, you know, like at some point I need to learn how to cook. And so if you guys have things that are easy to cook and you have like a recipe, send it my way. And perhaps you'll hear like the story of how I burnt down my house next time, or you'll just never get another one because I'll be dead. But you know, I'll attempt, I need to start attempting to cook is basically what I'm saying. And so, yeah, I'm trying to think. I've literally, I, there has to have been something I've cooked before where I was like, yes, I took out a recipe and I made this, but I genuinely don't think that has happened. And I am almost 18, which is sad. Well, that concludes everything that I have to say for today. Thank you to anyone who made it this far. I never thought I would have so much fun just talking to myself and a computer for however long it's taken me to compile all this. But I have, and if you guys have any feedback, I think there's ways to do that just through however you're listening. But you can also shoot me an email at contact at jerem.inc which is contact at J-A-R-O-M dot I-N-K, like an ink pen. And other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful day or evening and tune in next time.